Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. End of season review, although based on the number of appearances we've made this season, it could just be the start of the season because we only really done like three podcasts this year. Uh, it's your favourite nonsense podcast here to review everything that happened in what was the 2022-2023 season for Stoke City. It's going to be hopefully an in-depth one. Um, we've got a lot to discuss, but before anything, introducing the comrades and colleagues who are joining me, Chris, to discuss the season. I've got Dr. Matt, how are you? I'm, I'm very well, Chris. I'm very happy that football's over for another... <laughs> For another two and a two and a bit months. Um it's been quite nice. It's been quite relaxing. Um I I am looking forward to to going over this season though, because I think uh we can we can do our favourite thing and just talk a load of smack about this club that we <laughs> assist with, I think. Is that to say? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Joining us as well. Uh we've got the stat man himself, George. How are you doing? Hi, Chris. I'm new here. My name's George. It's been about six months since I've been back on here. So, yeah, you've, I'm fine. You've done the rounds, though, George, haven't you? You've done the rounds. You've gone on all the other podcasts. I have. I think I've been a bit of a traitor, and Dave let me know of it. But it's all fun. It's just, you know, just doing a tour of different dens of iniquities and then seeing where, you know, it's what's fine. the worst that can happen. It is Ooh. fine. It's not like we've been regularly producing content that you are, you know, going elsewhere. You you are just going where the work is. That's all you're doing. That's all work you're is doing. such a strong term for anything <laughs> I do in my life, Chris. <laughs> but yeah, oh. it's been fun. I, you know, I, I may have sabotaged Ben, but he doesn't know it. <laughs> yeah. Who knows what I left behind on that podcast? And say what's the worst that can happen, and you've just come straight out of doing the why, why, why double header. <laughs> well, there you go. Final voice, Tony. It's been so long since we spoke, and it's nice to see you. How are you? I recognise at least my own face from this <laughs> this array of faces. No, I'm um, all right. I've got an infected foot, um, and I'm on some weird, like even more exciting. I'll I'll talk about it in a minute. I'm fine, Chris. <laughs> Ask me about my foot later if you want. <laughs> no, um, no, no, no. I, 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 hey, hey, hey. This is the type of content that people want right out the bat. <laughs> right, okay. Season review. Put it on hold. Tell us about the foot. Firstly, why is it infected, Tony? Is that if that's not oh, too personal a question? When a, a mummy and a daddy foot love each other very much. <laughs> some no, actually, that's something else. Um. I don't know. Well, I mean, I, first of all, I'm looking forward to you guys doing a season review because I have no idea what's happened. I had a bit of a life event a month or two ago, and I'm, I, I, as far, like, I haven't checked the table, but I, I assume we're still fifth. <laughs> and Alex and Neil isn't stupid because I think mm. that I, I was crowing about how right I was about him being brilliant last time I was on this pod. So I assume that's still the case. But no, I had a I had a birthday last month, and a, a small moment of joy was we went to Chatsworth 
farm and looked at the animals and stuff and it just meant walking around in some boots that i'd put on so i didn't get wet feet and what actually happened was they forced my toenail into the toe in a fairly unpleasant way and it got infected and i'm now in week three of antibiotics and this this week they've given me some different ones which are called doxycycline oh and um they unlike penicillin which just give you a tummy ache and make you shit weird they make you weird and pissed um and i've had a double dose today because it's my first day on them and you have to have a double <laughs> dose and i've got no idea where i am <laughs> so, so, yeah, so my this is going to be short a... and purple and this um, podcast but... is going to be incredible <laughs> i mean start as you mean to go on right yeah yeah oh man well you know if you need to take a moment to, I don't know, rest your foot through the strenuous podcast, then, <laughs> you know, don't, you know, we'll, we'll just... Are, are you calling you me lazy, Chris? Would I have to? a lazy... Uh... <laughs> no. Tony, no. Tony can get through the next pod with injections, but he may be out for three <laughs> months after that. <laughs> Again. Oh, oh dear me. It's well, listen. Listen, it's... um You, you, you said... A, that Matt, that you're happy that the season is over, and my God, I am <laughs> extremely happy that this season is done and dusted. We're a few weeks removed now from the end of Stokes' season. Football, of course, is still carrying on, and it's nice because I do feel like with a few weeks removed, giving everyone a bit of time to reflect, look back on where we're at, um, see what can happen in the future and basically just mull over all things Stoke. Tony, for your benefit, I will tell you that Stoke City of... Hang on, hang on, hang on. You keep okay. saying end of season. Are we not in the playoffs? Well, well, Tony, Tony, this is what I was going to uh, gonna, gonna tell you. Um, for, for your benefit, uh, the table finished. Stoke City finished still in the championship, I'm afraid, in uh, 16th place. Uh, on 50, 53 points. Uh, that the was foot of the table. Just, uh, just the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, the, the, yeah, just, just. I mean, we weren't, very, we weren't threatening relegation. Don't worry, that's that was gone. Uh, but fifty three points, a goal difference of plus one. Uh, yes, <laughs> fourteen wins, eleven draws, twenty one. Losses. Uh to, to start with then, Matt. Hi. I can't remember yeah, I can't remember whether we, whether we did like a season preview or anything, but going into the season, what were your feelings? Obviously, we started with uh Michael O'Neill as manager. He started for six games. Um, what were your feelings going into the season? I'm assuming the season hasn't married up to that, but yeah. <laughs> Can I can I just can I just shock you, Chris? <laughs> I think if you if you check the tape of Wizards, my first Wizards appearance on where we were going to finish, I think I said we were going to finish thirteenth. Hey, so and that, that that was mainly that was mainly some kind of sarcastic remark about our progression, you know, gradually up up the league. Uh, but they didn't even manage that. Um, or they, you know, they threatened to briefly in April when they made us like happy for five minutes, and then they just, you know, decided they all forgot how to play football. And yeah, it, it's going into the season with Mon. I, I was, you know, I, I 
I like Mon, liked Mon. I thought um I thought he was still lucky to be in a job, I think, after after March. I think I think they could have sacked him in March and I don't think anyone would have had any complaints, but no, they they gave him the summer, didn't they? And they gave him a, a transfer window and a preseason, which we lost every game of, I think, apart from Cork City, which wasn't good. Um and then yeah. After giving him all that time, they thought, "Oh, there's a bald Scottish man. Let's let's hire him <laughs> instead." And it, yeah, I mean, it didn't really go. I think the way Alex Neil wanted, John Coates wanted, the club wanted, other than for yeah, a five game spell in in April, it was it was pretty uninspiring overall. I would have to say. Yeah, it was weird. Weird time to move things around wasn't it like mm. to to as you say like i think there would have been if if o'neill had gone at the end of last season and we've got a new person in place at the summer no i don't think many people would have felt it was too harsh but i think at the time we were a bit bewildered at the timing of sacking him granted we weren't exactly playing well um mm. but but it was just, it was more perplexing from a strategic point of view. I don't know if you agree, George. It was kind of a weird way of, like, he, he had six games, six league games, I'll say. Um, it just seemed a very weird strategy. I know that this club likes to give people time, but. <laughs> yeah, I think it was kind of the point of like, they wanted to give O'Neill time, but then shiny, bald man came along and they thought, but we want him and then that was it and there was no that's very much what it seems like is that there's not really much further thought than but he's good he's the good one we wanted can we get him please and that was it Mm. I I do the writing was on the wall for O'Neill in the sense that I think the week before he got sacked we just booed a last minute equaliser in a 2-2 draw um so I really don't think whatever <laughs> happened, he was going to be, he was going to see out the season. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's the whole, you know, we had the technical board at that point as well. Yeah. Been, how long had that been there? Six months? Immediately there, dissolved. Uh, I, I clipped that up when, when O'Neill was sacked. It was <laughs> the technical board. That's working well. Followed by <laughs> Michael O'Neill sacked, and then the end credits of Kirby Enthusiasm. I was quite happy with it. Um, yeah, technical yeah. board. Yeah, God, that was fun. It just comes it? back to this. I mean, not to be you know too judgmental of it, but this ridiculously stupid manager model that they are <laughs> intent on following, despite everyone else in the world doing the exact opposite for good documented reason. That just, I don't know. I, I don't want to be too harsh, but it is absolutely ridiculous that this is exactly what carries on. And the thing is, now I, I kind of said it before that Alex Neil has to stay until the end of next season, mm-hmm. unless we're looking like we're going down. The only way this model even half works is he stays and builds what he needs to build, which is going to take mm-hmm. a long time. Or mm-hmm. he gets poached by Southampton or something because he's doing so well. Yeah. Well, this <laughs> is this is the other side of the stupid model is that even if we do well, the manager goes somewhere better because we're never going to be the top rung. So <laughs> mm-hmm. then you have to start again and roll all the dice again. But 
I, we've been over that so many times, but for some reason it's just it makes me think that they're not even listening to this podcast when they make these decisions. <laughs> I don't, I'll we... be honest, I don't, I don't know who's <laughs> listening anymore to this. Uh, you, yeah, yeah. You may it's it's a salient point though, isn't it? It's it's such a bizarre model of operation. It's such a it's like we're ten years in the past a little bit. Um and I don't know how you feel, Tony, but like it's so frustrating. We've had so many like um forums with um John Coates and, and all this like fan forums and stuff, and they always say these things like talking about the type of club they want to run and then like no, just don't materialize really, does it? Or rather it does, but they just don't do I don't know. Well, it's, yeah, I don't, it's it's frustrating it's for, that I can't articulate. <laughs> it's the definition of insanity thing, isn't it? Because we are just doing the same thing again and again. But we 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 have zeroed in on that stupid manager model because we keep finding the stupidest manager available at any time, and then <laughs> after a bit we replace them with another one who's apart from Alex Neil, who's not stupid. But um, yeah, we're just we're just a bad club doing bad things, and at mm-hmm. some point it will click, like it did briefly in March. Yep, and and we'll be like, hey, it's working. We're brilliant, and then that'll just sow the seeds of another twenty years of the same, and it's hilarious. That's the thing, isn't it? It's just so. so it's not necessarily a way that's not going to be successful. It's just such an inefficient way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, really you just kind of hope, and then pay a load of managers. I I just in in a in a in a sport that is so economically driven, right? And it is so business-orientated now. I just don't get how it's so, like, ran in such a poor way. You wouldn't run a business this way. You wouldn't, like... like and, it I depends don't know. if it was a business that couldn't fail to make money because it was gambling. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, impossible yeah, to fuck yeah. up. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just... Like, and, I, and I hate to use, like... Because you know football, it's more than it's more than a business. But like, like stri- strategically, <laughs> if you are like the higher ups at Stoke, it is a business. Like you may love it, of course you do. You love where you come to work, but it is it's a business. Like, why are you making it harder for yourselves? Like, just it's. I think it a huge amount life. of. I think a huge amount of the football industry is proper football men. Mm. who trust proper football things um and because it's such a weirdly like holistic game where you can be really really good and lose mm. and you can be the best team in the world and lose games people still trust the sort of weird superstitious yeah proper football things <laughs> so mm. it's it's very backwards from mm. in a lot of cases i think it's just not moved on like Lots of other sports have. No, but it, but it has, George. It has. It, <laughs> it's, it's just it's us. just we. It's, <laughs> <laughs> because like yeah, there's no other. There's no other like. I'm, I'm sure there are plenty of other football teams well, who this... would do this, but like, there's no other like business and stuff where it's like, oh right, well, this this guy's leaving. <laughs> well, we better rip up the entire foundation of the company then hey <laughs> if that guy's going we need a new this person this person this person. like like it's, such it's us crazy... and man united 
Yeah. We saw us at Man United, and now we can probably welcome Southampton into the fold, who have just done exactly what we did. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Good old football. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd still back Southampton to go up because, I mean, I don't think a team that's been relegated since we've been relegated has failed to reach the playoffs yet. <laughs> Possibly. There's like. Could you remind magnitude. me whether we have reached the playoffs in that time? No, we, we haven't. Yes, this haven't. season. <laughs> in March. <laughs> well. If you are looking at results, Alex Neal came in on the 28th of August, 2022. Um, any, no if you've, it, just out of interest, um, and unless you've got it on your screen, uh, can anyone remember what the first few games were under his tenure? I, I remember his first away game, I think, was Reading. Yep. Oh, on, on TV. And, and Jack Bonham <laughs> oh, decided yeah. that he was going to... Mm-hmm. Accidentally, accidentally <laughs> run to Windsor, and um, it forgot that he was in, forgot forgot that he was in he was in goal. Yeah, just bounced too high. Bounced too high. Let me let me let me give you his first. So thirty uh, first of August. <laughs> yes. man saved a penalty. Thirty so, first of August, as George says, one one at home against Swansea. We then went away and lost two one to Reading. Away to Hull, winning 3-0. We were very excited about that. Uh, drew 0-0 then with QPR. Lost 4-0 to Watford. Drew with Burnley. Beat uh, Sheffield United. Um, and then that's taking us into August, where we then beat Preston. And then went on a three-loss streak against Rotherham, Coventry, and Norwich. It, and 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 I can give you some more. I'll give you some more stats uh, because I've, um, as, as you guys well know, I've been sat on Excel playing. Um, <laughs> in his, in total, Alex Neal took forty games, league games, uh, this season. In that, he won five home games, <laughs> drew four, lost eleven away games. We won seven, drew six, lost seven. So. In total, that gives him a 30% win rate. Um, not too dissimilar when looking at it to Michael O'Neill, um, albeit uh, the home form is just crazy. It's a difficult one. I've got on here moments to remember. And I'll be honest, like when you look at that and you look at some of the results, obviously we had that brilliant spell. And I kind of think that's what people are going to talk about when they look for positives for next season. Oh, if we can recapture that, but across a season, great. But there's far more not great looking at it. <laughs> Do you know what's weird, Chris? Is looking at that those games that you just mentioned, was it like the first seven or eight? Hmm. I think I remember as being really good in basically all of those apart from Reading and maybe one or two. Watford, we were really bad. I think we were pretty good in the rest of them. And I'd completely forgotten that because November and December and January was so fucking awful. There was was an initial buzz of excitement, especially after Preston away, I think, because it was when Tyree scored that really, really nice goal where he just sort of dribbled in from about 30 yards and put it in the corner off a Baker long ball. Remember Lewis Baker? Mm. Remember him? (laughs) Um, He was good for a bit, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, and... I think I think around the World Cup there was like I remember there were a lot of sort of bold statements made on Reach PLC about um how 
how like you know they were going to really you know consolidate over <laughs> over the winter break because obviously the World Cup was on, so they had like their oh, their warm God. weather training. I forgot about back. the World yeah. Cup. They came back, and I remember everyone was like, "Oh, this is it now." You know, he's had time to work with them, and they were fucking shite <laughs> <laughs> to a man. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, and some some people went to see Stoke versus Cardiff instead of England versus France, and I remember I remember that because that was the first game back. It was on the same day. Who would have done that? Yeah, I didn't do that because trains in it. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and I don't, I don't like the club apparently. I don't think I watched that either. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. It's I I mean you say that now looking so the World Cup we came back on the tenth. No? What was what? Yeah, we came back to the yeah. Cardiff game. Yeah, Cardiff game, which was two yeah. two. We then beat Bristol City away, drew with Rotherham, lost to Burnley, Preston. And Sheffield United. Uh, that took us to mid-January, where we beat oh, Reading yeah. 4-0, if you remember that one. That uh, and then lost to Luton Town. Um, no, um, really? Did we? That's not like us, is it? it oh, he's gone, though. Had he gone, then? Was it his last game yeah. or something daft? He'd all... No, we beat him on his last game. I think that was before uh, the World Cup. Oh, See, I my overriding memory of before the World Cup when Alex Neal came in, and George, you can possibly back me up with some stats, was it felt very Nathan Jonesy because we actually looked yeah. pretty good and we just didn't win very much. But it looked like we were, oh, oh, how exciting. With 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 the shackles are off, the handbrake's yeah. off. Um <laughs> I remember I, the Norwich we conceded game. a soft goal, but well that was it. I remember after, the Norwich yeah, game. We after. were on we looked great and we had loads of chances that we couldn't score from and then they won three one or something. And that was, and that was, was like that was their only home win for about six months. <laughs> of course <laughs> yeah. it was. As well. Yeah. Um it's yeah. weird though, because again, you're reading through those and it felt a lot worse than it sounds when I hear it now. Mm. Yeah. Because well that was like looking back on it, I'm like I was expecting in my head large spots of red. Because I seemed in my head, I'm like, oh, we just lost all the time. It's not the story. The story that's there is inconsistency. It's win, draw, draw, loss, loss, win, 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 draw, draw, loss. It's it's a much more mixed bag. But I think performance wise, it was such a mixed bag as well. Like I and I, I think we when we were chatting beforehand about how um, there's a, there's an argument to suggest that. He has a he has a particular a particular style of playing. It's just that we do not have the the players to fulfill it in terms of if an injury comes to us, we didn't have the depth, we didn't have the fitness level. It it kind of just we we put all our eggs in one basket to use that famous metaphor. And and once that game plan didn't work, we don't really have all else. It's just. Well, the, yeah. the good news is we've got like four players now. Yes, <laughs> yes. So that, that'll show. And one of those is Tom Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, George, you Jack you Bob. do you <laughs> uh, you do stats, um, and you're very good at them. You were telling me, you were telling me that the underlying data actually, there's an argument to suggest that we're we're pretty good. 
albeit it's slim pickings, you know, compare comparing it to where we have been. It's all right, Nathan Jones. Handle, yeah. handle that suicide pass, George. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 if anyone no, wants no. to write, if anyone wants to write my response, my name is Tom Thrower. <laughs> you can respond to. Um, yeah, it is by some numbers, probably, especially that streak from February to April, our best set of performances since relegation. Mm. And when you mention all those games you mentioned before, I kind of I'm confused by it because we had a lot of games that I'd completely forgotten where we had we were by far or at least a bit the better side, particularly the two Rotherham games, which how the fuck we didn't get six <laughs> points out of that. I've no idea. Um, thinking it did, about it, it did it did keep them up, though. So I am happy in that respect. Yeah. I, okay, I like that's Rotherham. true. Yeah. That's true. Um, the Birmingham game, I think we were miles on top in that. We ended up losing because Jagielka fell over or something. <laughs> and it was it was very Nathan <laughs> Jones in the sense that it, XG's a bit mixed because you tend to get more XG when you're losing because you're the only side trying to attack. But in a lot of these games, we were pretty much the only side trying to attack for the whole game. Um, we... I'm going to sound very Alex Neal, but we we're on the wrong side of a lot of things in both boxes, and I don't think, as Alex Neal's alluded to, Alex Neal's alluded to that. He's alluding to it as a problem of luck. I don't think it's necessarily always luck. I think you can actually influence what happens in both boxes sometimes. And December to January was an absolutely stupid overreaction to that. Does that include not having a literal clown in gold? <laughs> Can you control that? It's, it's impossible to control. It's just not hands. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, he, he makes a lot of good saves with his legs because of the size of the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes he can squirt water out of a flower where his badge should be and distract the, the attackers. Maybe that explains his really odd penalty success. Like, because he saved... <laughs> He saved like two penalties, I think, hasn't he, in the past two years? No. He just did a really, really sad face oh, yeah. at him and they passed it to him. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I, I don't know. Actually, I shouldn't laugh because he is still, he got, we actually extended his contract. That is for later, so I won't spoil it, but we have extended his contract. Uh, so. who, He's a good lad. Who, who has been, <laughs> who, have, who have been like the standout players for both good and bad? reasons for this season uh, I think I think everyone we have a nice consensus on uh, Ben Wilmot who's, who is mm-hmm. as we know from Tony is from very good stock um, <laughs> from you know from his Stevenage roots clearly is coming Tony through. Ben Wilmot's dad <laughs> I don't <wish>. believe so <laughs> Wait, that sounds weird in what I mean. I just wish I was a good goalkeeper in a semi-professional level in the 90s, not um, that I... I mean, I've never met his (laughs) mum. Yeah, I think think Wilmot was good. I think everyone else you could say was... I think some people you can say, okay, they were kind of above average, but I, I would hesitate to say many people had what I'd cons- like, consider to be a good season. 
Mm. Um, Some people were injured. Yeah, which again (laughs) is just kind of like really disappointing when you've got a squad of like, what, 25 people (laughs) and one of them has probably had a good season. (laughs) It's pretty pretty damning, isn't it? (laughs) You say that, Matt, but if Dwight Gale wasn't stood offside... <laughs> oh, Imagine one... how many goals he would have scored. <laughs> Is it none? Uh, and it was two, wasn't it? Yeah. See, like I don't scored... think. I actually don't think it was two. I think uh, you can't count the one off his ass and the header against Sunderland. I'm, I'm convinced. It no, was he scored. He sc- yeah, he did score a genuine goal as well, didn't he, against Sunderland? Yeah, got another year. If he'd of have him. missed that. To be fair, <laughs> I think that's... <laughs> that's very optimistic. I, I, like he's he's quite old. Like, is he gonna? No, <laughs> that's actually really unkind. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, do you know what? Um, I think that's where we will uh, finish up for part one of this podcast. In part two, we will come back discuss <laughs> the future of Stoke, the the coming Jesus summer Christ. movements. <laughs> Don't let us keep you, Tony. Bloody hell. <laughs> but we... Yes. I just um, thought, the future of Stoke City Football Club. Brilliant. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah. Right, gents. I will speak to you in part two. Uh, as, as bad a performance as I've seen since... To be honest, it's the baddest man performance I've had since I've been a manager. I, I, I feel physically sick, literally sick. I, I could be sick. I, 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 it's... And welcome back to part two of the season review. Um, right, so a general feeling from part one is, ooh, ew, vibes. Um, but let's talk about uh, the future. The future! Of of Stoke, I'm assuming that we're all looking forward to a really busy window where we're going to spend lots of money and uh, and reinvent the club again. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Um, it's an interesting one. Uh, club have announced who they are retaining, who they are getting rid of. Some of the big boys are off this summer. Jagielka is going. Goodbye, Nick Powell as well. Jack Bonham, lol, is here to stay. Um, <laughs> firstly, then, the the people who've gone, um, the goodbye people. <laughs> what are we? Are we... <laughs> Were they really goodbyes? Though, Chris? <laughs> <Were> they... <laughs> oh no. Um, are we? Is is there anyone amongst that number that you are like? Oh no, it's a shame they've gone. Or is it pretty much yes? This is correct. For everyone, I... Nigel Johnson. Nigel Johnson is a good show. Yeah, yeah that is. Agree. That is. I mean, it's again probably the right time, but I mean, to go out to a bad. It was one nil home defeat to QPR yeah. is pretty miserable, isn't it? Really. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. very on brand. <laughs> very on brand. Um, of the players who's left now, I would like to stress before I get mercilessly attacked again. That I think it was right that Nick Powell left the club this summer. But I do not understand people who do not like him or that there's been this sort of thing manufactured around him that Nick Powell wasn't like never a really good player for us. 
it, it, I don't know if it's because he played really well during COVID and people just kind of forgot. I mean, everyone has forgotten what, what happened during those seasons. But he was really, really good for like a lot of a lot of his time here. And I just kind of see now stuff like that. He's lazy, he doesn't care, blah, blah, blah. And I'm pretty certain he broke his leg tracking back um, in the yeah, start of 21-22. And I am sad he is gone in the sense that he was one player in an otherwise sea of banal crap Drops. who could occasionally, you could be like, oh, yeah, that was really good. That was really nice. Yeah, well played, Nick. So I am sad in that respect. But again, it was the right time for him to leave. Can I put a hypothesis forward as to why people hate him? I don't think people can handle good players not staying here. And I think when that (laughs) happens, they do the kind of, oh, well, I never fancied her anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the sort of thing it is. I saw it a bit with Suter as well. And then... It was the same with Collins. Oh, he was never playing anyway. It was only, you know, fine, fine, you go. See where, see what happens to me. I'll do better. Sure. <laughs> Danny Collins. It kind of feels a bit like that. <laughs> yes, Danny. <laughs> I've just you, double do- you said a double dose, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely can't think who you mean. Nathan. Nathan Collins. Oh fuck yeah! Sorry, <laughs> the right back, of course. Yeah, <laughs> Fa- famously perennially injured old player, um, Brazilian. Yeah, no, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd, <laughs> so, I'd forgotten him. So players who have gone for your benefit, Tony, uh, <laughs> Sam Clucas, D'Amico, Duhaney, Aidan Flynn, Morgan Fox. Phil Jagielka, Tashan... Aiden Flint. Tashan, yeah, Oakley Booth and Nick Powell. You know when something catches you and you just think, bloody hell, I'd forgotten. Was he yeah. still here? Well, no, that he was, was on loan. literally six months ago. Yeah, he he, okay. he um he went on loan for the oh, in January to Sheffield Wednesday. Where it, presumably they got promoted or won the league like everybody else who's left us recently. Um, um, because they're just better teams that. than us. Uh, no, actually, it's funny. They they were top of the league, Tony, and then he joined. And I'm not saying it's his fault, but then they fell <laughs> out of automatic promotion, and now they're here. They're really what is it? Four 0 down to four 0 yeah. In the first leg of the. <laughs> ah, no, it's fine. It's fine. But yes, Klukas, mm. Dehaney, Flint, Fox, Jagielka, Oakley, Booth, and Powell. Um. I'll be honest, of those, like Nick Powell's the one with a prang of regret, but um, again, like as much as I take what you say, I do think he's a very good player. Like he has been, we we, we knew his injury record and it has kept up whilst at Stoke. He can't, I suppose, his contract is a liability, I guess, could be an argument. Um, Jagielka, He'll probably just go and play for another 10 years somewhere else. But they're the rest, yeah. Don't give a, a no. care. Sam Clucas, remember that mm. half a season? I'd like to do a, a fun one for you, Tony, that this is some of the players from standing, the side who... Stanley Matthews, who? who? <laughs> some of the players <laughs> from the side who uh, 
So this is away to Huddersfield, a third or fourth game of the season under O'Neill. Okay. So this manager season. is O'Neill. Yes, this season. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the players who played in that game. Bursic, <laughs> remember him? No. I thought you were going to say Butland then, and you caught me off guard. We've Sorry. got Taylor. <laughs> Taylor and Flint were in the back line. Tom uh, Sparrow was at right back. This, Thomas, you're that, just was naming, that was that was the Huddersfield, Huddersfield yeah. Right wing back, yeah. He, I, had, remember, I do remember that. Yeah. He, <laughs> me, me, I, me, and Dave went to that game, and it was it was horribly hot. Dave got angry at the police, um, and <laughs> and we, I just like poor Sparrow was just he looked so out of his depth. Bless him. Um, and then Aiden Flint looked even like on the same yeah. level. It was ridiculous. Carry on, sorry, carry on. Well, yeah. Luckily, uh, we had some. We had Baker in there as well. But other than that, it was mostly normal players. Uh, the bench is fun though because we've got Klukas <laughs> on the bench there. Mm. Uh, we've got um, Gavin Kilkenny. No, anyone yeah. making this up? <laughs> <laughs> and then Dimaggio Wright Phillips as well. On the bench, did that he game. did he have a little cameo and look quite good, or was that a different game? He, he did that, that quite. He did that. Out. He did that quite a lot. He did score this season, right, Phillips? He, he, he was the one. He was the one who scored the aforementioned equaliser that was booed. Well, that's yeah. a, you know, sorry. Officially, the equaliser was not booed. The equaliser was cheered, followed by boos thirty seconds later at full time. Sorry, I don't. I don't want us to get accused of things any more than we already are. <laughs> yeah, none of none of those players though that you particularly care about. Yeah, I'm no, right. Not, no, at no, no, not at not all. Really. Um, Sam Klukas is like, I'm convinced he's left about three times. Yeah, like it's, it's like to see him actually gone is like, yeah, cool. Are you surprised I'm, by? I'm... Are you surprised by? Because I tell you what really surprises me, and this isn't a slight on people who I've read saying this, but there's been a really like favorable response to Morgan Fox. Like, you are you done great this season? No he no he hasn't. Like Morgan Fox is not I, I think I, I think I, the most I think the most telling <laughs> thing was before Watford, the final final game of the season when they <laughs> when the Twitter account tweeted our defensive duo today, and then forgot to add an image. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that summed up, in my opinion, Morgan <laughs> Fox, because I find whatever passable, so replaceable. Passable. Yeah. So replaceable. Yeah. Like, a very meh player. He, he, there's, he played the second most amount of minutes this season, and he was signed as, like, a backup. That should just never happen. Yeah. It, it's, it's unbelievable how often we do that. We signed someone who's like, oh, he's never going to play his backup. Oh, wait, hang on. Jack Bonham has been touted for his great potential. But is, is that 34 just... year old? Yeah. <laughs> it's not really, he just looks it. But... Is, but is that like more just a sign of the season as a whole? Like we were saying that Ben Wilmot's like had the best season, but that's in a pool of one. Like, <laughs> is if people going, oh, yeah, Morgan, you've done, you've done great this year, Foxy. Is that because, like, he's just been, like, he's, a six? For, I was going like, to say he's been a solid four, and that yeah, makes and him like, pretty good. And that's it. And yeah, people are just, like, oh yeah, he's been great. And it's like, no, well, it's just comparative. I don't even think he's been good. 
comparatively for me. I, <laughs> it's been rotten. I don't know what. I don't think he's the worst player in the world. Mm. He's not good at build up, and he ruins our build ups almost single handedly. And got, ev- <sighs> every game he gets turned by a runner in the first ten minutes. Every <laughs> ed- literally, if you go back and watch how many times he gets turned by a runner, less than ten minutes into the game, it doesn't always result in a goal. But it happens every single time, and then he just sort of yeah. he, he he sort of resets after that and finds you know finds out where he is. It just um, drops off loads. Yeah, Leaves yeah. Well, in the QPR really. game, like we had so many people complaining about us passing sideways and backwards, and absolutely we were doing that. The reason we were doing that is because every time Morgan Fox got the ball, or a major reason, it's... every time he got the ball, he either hoofed it forward or. He did a pass into Timon, who was marked by two people, just because Timon was there, and that was it. There was no, there was no thought about it. There was no like, oh, I should give it to him because he might be in a good position. It was just. Can like... I just say he always did it right into feet on his back foot as well, never just yeah. in front of him to run onto, like you talk when you like four. Yeah, it's great. I saw a pass map of the game. And the um, the arrow that is from Fox to Timon is basically it's so thick it's just a line like it's just a rectangle <laughs> at this point. It was it's ridiculous. Like it was like it was something like thirty odd passes, just that specific pass. <laughs> I you, can't, you, you, can't, you can't you can't teach that kind of consistency. <laughs> so like, you know, or I've or pay a... any money for it. That's why he was signed on a free. <laughs> <Yeah. degree. laughs> I've got I've a no hypothesis. I've no, got a players... hypothesis about the the groundswell of opinion about Morgan Fox being a good lad is is the opposite of the oh I never fancied him anyway. It's like everyone's a bit relieved that he's going. <laughs> so we're just like, yeah, cheers, Morgs, good lad. Thanks for that one tackle I can think of where it didn't leave us in a load of shit, and also a couple of he, like he did a couple of good crosses last season, I think. Or they're just they're kind of realizing that it's coming to an end, and they're afraid of being lonely. <laughs> so they're kind of like, oh, do you, well, maybe we don't finish it just yet, Morgan. I think you're actually really great, and I really like you. So the the the, the summer coming up, then, what is it that that we we need to bring in of the loan signings that we did have this season? Who do you see coming back? Do you trust? Alex Neal to actually build a team. I think I think we need a squad. <laughs> Fund- fundam- fundamentally, um... well, like, do you, do you see us? There's the talk of oh yeah, there'll be money to spend, but like, I'm right in thinking it's not like we've got a war chest all of a sudden, right? No. It's like no. relative compared. Yeah, so so Swiss Ramble did our accounts, you know, a couple of a month ago or whatever it was, and and basically like he his um his summary was Stoke must have come to some kind of arrangement with the EFL because I can see that they're still over the limit. Um, <laughs> so even if even if that's the case, um, we can still only lose thirty nine million now across three years. Not sixty-one, which we had before, because that was because we were in the Premier League for a year. So we can only lose thirty-nine million. We need to sign anywhere between twelve to fourteen players. Realistically, <laughs> that's realistically, I think, and that's fair. So even if you've got twenty million, which I would say is an overshoot of what we actually have by about ten million, you still don't <laughs> have you, you still don't have anywhere near enough money to buy 
equip equip your squad with just you know spending good money. So they are going to have. I think, I think we focused so much on FFP in the last few years that we sort of forgot that oh, it it's a rolling window. Um, oh, we're not. We're we're only free of like an immediate points deduction. We're not free of like FFP. We we still got to buy a squad, and I think I think that's the the thing that concerns me. And he's been very very. Uh, keen in the past few days in the media to basically be like, yeah, we're just going to sign a load of freeze to start things off. Um, and I think that'll be 60% of the people we bring in, I would say. I think um, he was, he's been quite interesting as well, because one thing I picked up on, which is not something that apparently the owners have said, it, it appears to go completely against what the owners always say, <laughs> which is that Alex Neal was basically saying this season we're building the core of a squad where next season and the season after we sprinkle on the bits that get you promoted. Because he, he said um, he was he was talking about two and Xavier here. Yeah. I I have read that thing, yeah, and he, he said I remember reading it and doing a slight double take. It was like, oh you want four you want four windows. <laughs> Great. Okay. Yeah, and it's as much as you know that there's issues around him or people think whatever they do, he's not wrong in the sense that I don't think you build a promotion squad with what is possibly going to be 10 million and eight players on your books. <laughs> Although, it's like, don't worry. Yeah, first fan meeting of the summer, it'll be this squad is aiming for playoffs. They, they, <laughs> they, cashed, in, they cashed in so hard on the three weeks of good season we had. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they couldn't have timed it any better to like bring everyone in. If if they'd have switched the Bojan and the meet the manager thing round, they'd have really like been in trouble because it would have just been a load of angry people. Um, Pitchforks full on. It, ah, yeah, it's and I think this brings us onto a wider issue. If if I can talk about that just for a second, just about like you you I mean I, by all by all means, I was just gonna say. I have a horrible feeling my connection dipped there, and I don't know what that's going to do to the recording. So Ooh. I have no idea what you said, George. I'm sure it was lovely. I'm sure <laughs> it was excited great. Excited to I, find I, out. Yeah, we'll see what happens. It was fine. Just we'll put, throwing that in there. Go tell us your tell us your stuff, Matt. I the whole thing about like oh Neil's now saying so. In case it does go, George is basically just saying that Neil's actually sort of said on the quiet, we need a few windows to build up a squad. Okay. And I think, and that's kind of at odds with everything that's been coming out of the club, higher echelons in the past year, six Five months. years. And it brings me to a sort of wider issue, which is I don't genuinely, I don't, I am yet to hear from John Coates any kind of firm <laughs> suggestion about where he expects us to be. Every year it's just, well, what you see is uh, upward momentum and then promotion <laughs> sometimes via the playoffs. And it's like, well, that's lovely, John, but we're nowhere near the playoffs, mate, and people are losing patience. You've got about – you're already sending out the please buy a season ticket reminders <laughs> because because you thought people would buy season tickets on the back of five good results and it's not worked. <laughs> and – I, I, my wider issue is that we are still, I think, as a football club, rudderless from the top. Hmm. I don't know where they expect us to finish. They just, and I think you can only pray, play, sorry, on the Premier League club in waiting things so long, especially with 
loanees, for example, coming in from Premier League clubs. Like, what what Premier League loanee should sign for us realistically, given the options that they have? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many other options out there. I don't know why you would logically sign for us. What what do no. we offer? If you if if you're a, a Premier League loanee and you are looking at next season's championship and the the clubs that are potentially after you, like you're going to have far better teams with more possibility of going up. You're going to have your, uh, well, Southampton, although they're, you know, they're sorted probably. They've got a good academy anyway. Um, you got them. Leeds potentially could come down. Leicester, um, Everton could come down. That could be fun. Um, and then you've got the, the, Teams who were who were already in the division and uh, Norwiches, who are all the teams who won't make it out of the playoffs. Like I would pick. This is gonna. I'm gonna sound unpopular here. I would pick Luton ahead of Stoke to go to. If well, I was a young go player, up, aren't they? so it's irrelevant. Yeah. Well, true. Very true. Um, but you know, like there, there are many other teams that. Yeah, but uh, if. <laughs> I don't think we're going to be the first choice destination. Certainly, you rather think so. You, yeah. That's the point: is that we're now part of that kind of murky grey mess of amalgamations of about fourteen clubs, hmm. who are yeah. just kind of in the championship, and maybe one season they'll be good. But we've probably um, got the worst record. We're probably up there. It's just, there's no semblance of Premier League club left. There's the academy. And there's the training ground. We don't own the training ground. We don't own the stadium. We don't have the transfer budget or the wage budget of a Premier League club. We have how many managers now since the Premier League? Five? Four? Five. Five, yeah. Five since the Premier League. And if you count Paul Lambert, six. Because he wasn't a Premier League manager. I, I I don't understand what it still seems to, to me that the feeling around the club is we just need it to click for us mm-hmm. and we're back mm-hmm. where we belong as opposed to what we actually are now, which is a club that needs to build to mm-hmm. try and go up a level, maybe even two levels, yeah. really. We're, we're exactly where we belong, which is a, a, a massive indictment of the way we've been run since we came down because as we keep, you guys who remember things and can talk keep saying <laughs> we, we're the only club who hasn't been anywhere near going back up since we came down. Everybody else has had a reasonable shot at it. I'm slightly encouraged by Sir Alex Neil. Still, <laughs> just because, like like George said, when he was possibly rudely interrupted by the internet failures, um, like we've had six years of jam tomorrow, and he sort of sidled in and said, "Well, actually, probably jam next week," and mm. and that's kind of refreshing. Because it's at least shows some kind of awareness and realism, even though it's bleak and grim. And he, we, we, we haven't looked very good, have we? <laughs> With the, if we could talk about player recruitment, then, um, we need twelve players. What is the, what's the area? What's the first thing that they should be focusing on? Do you think, apart from just bodies in, like twenty goal a season striker? one who loves being offside (laughs) and is at least 40 i mean can we can we get any of the the guys who we had on and loan can are any of them coming back like i was thinking oh yeah pearson will 
they come in earlier in the season. But even now, I'm like, oh, will he? I, Probably. I don't yeah. see it. I think I think Sarkic is pretty realistic. Um, I'd like to see him back. He's he's third choice at Wolves. He, he's 25, which surprised me actually. I thought he was I thought he was younger than that. So he's got to really get a, you know he's got to get a scoot on to. You know, he's getting to that age now where, you know, you'd like to be a starting goalkeeper, I think. Um, I think that's realistic. The only the only issue is he's contracted to like 2025. So we're probably going to have to hey. spend some money on him. And I'm, I don't know, I'm sort of reluctant to spend money on a goalkeeper, but then I can't really be like, oh, Jack Bonham, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> if then I'm refusing to like spend money to replace him. So I guess that would be one that kind of makes sense in terms of, yes, he looked fine, which is a huge praise given our history with goalkeepers. <laughs> but I, I agree with you, Chris. I don't I don't really see other than if Neil can like appeal to P- Pearson on, on the good times. I don't really see why Ben Pearson would come here over somewhere over somewhere else. He's got a great reputation That's... in the league. Yeah. I don't see why mm. I don't see why you would think, oh yeah, I'll take a chance on Stoke. You've got the likes of uh Twin Xavier who we've said who no, I mean he's leaving United, isn't it? So he would be yeah. what you would call the, not a free transfer because of signing on fees and all that stuff. But presumably he would want a a decent wage, one that he's, I don't know if we can afford. He's apparently on forty two grand a week at Man United, oh! so he'll I take a su- he'll take a cut from that. But it's I'd be surprised a lot of if money. we don't try. I'd be surprised if we don't try for Twanzebe. I think really? the, the the directness of the we're going to have to take risks with injured players comment makes me oh, think okay. it's got to yeah. be Twan Xavier that he's talking about. Because like, that is the problem with him, isn't it? It's we, yeah. we, we blow all the budget on him and he plays three games. But the other side of it is that, I mean, we we can't afford good players who aren't also... You don't have a risk. Yeah, yeah they have in to... some way broken. It's um, the it's hmm. the it's the it's always been the way. Yeah, yeah, it's it's under it's undervalued in the market, isn't it? And it's there's a reason why he's uh, it will be a lower value, and it's because of that factor. Mm-hmm. And if if Twanzebe can have a full preseason and play twenty games, that's twenty games where you've got what looks to be one of the best defenders in the championship. Um. I think if we do sign him, it'll be interesting to see who the backup, quote unquote, is in the sense that that's probably not going to be someone like Taylor, who is a backup. It's going to be someone who can challenge Twanzebe for or, or Wilmot and Twanzebe for the starting spot regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only problem. Well, that's one of the problems with signing Twanzebe is you probably need another, at least close to first team defender. This guy, he's just been released. He's called Morgan Fox. Hey. <laughs> um, Here what is about... a good lad. <laughs> I mean, it's, has sorry, I'm not up to date. Has Sterling been announced at Rangers yet? Or is that something that um, is rumoured still? Close. Okay. Yeah, Isn't it horrible when people go to Rangers? Just generally. Oh, yes. Uh, just disgusting. What, please, like, what about people like Keanu Hoover? He's not coming back, or if he is, it's on loan. Yeah, it would be another loan, I think. Yeah. I think he'd come back on loan. I think I liked him, and I think he, I think I do think his goal sort of thrust him into a you know a kind of 
this guy's really good kind of thing because he was kind sort of, of bakered him. Yeah, yeah, he was kind of just a bit towards the end. But again, I, I, I think at the end they were all so tired because they we just literally had no one on the bench to bring on. It, it is difficult to judge those sort of last five games as anything other than yeah, these guys are all knackered. <laughs> um, I think I think the Sterling one is the thing that sets off the alarm bell though because like I I think Dujon Sterling has had a great a good season here, but if he has if he doesn't want to stay. And he was a Neil signing on loan. It was Neil's first signing on the in the twelve hours he had from being appointed to the end of the transfer window. If he doesn't want to stay, I don't see. I don't see who does. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't. I don't see who really wants to come back. I think that's the indictment of where we are, though. Mm. We, no, I agree. we are now. Yeah. We're a championship grey bilge of a club, and Rangers for all the issues with the Scottish league. He could win trophies there and he can play in Europe there. And more than likely, they could probably pay more than us nowadays. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking, fucking Rangers, though. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Pictures of the Queen. Oh, <laughs> it's. Yeah. I'm it should be feeling, exciting. I'm not feeling it? positive. It should be. And yet, we're I, turning I mean, over it's... the whole squad. It's exciting, yeah. It's exciting in the sense that we are going to have to buy. We're going to have to bring in lots of free players. They're going to be have to be total unknowns because we don't have the money. Shit and old. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. It's going to be a mixture of kids who have never played at that level and could be rubbish, and old people who. I mean, what? I just get Phil. Can I bring some positivity? Yes, please. Try and be positive, right? As much as John Coates has basically not had or not appeared to have any direction of who he's man- brought in as a manager, this is the first time where he's brought in a manager who I think actually suits what he thinks Stoke DNA is, which is that Neil's style is aggressive and trying to win the ball back high up the pitch. And when it was working, it was the kind of football that gets Stoke fans excited. I don't think Alex Neil is stupid enough to not try to sign players that suit that as much as he possibly can. There might be the odd Stephen Ward if we need it because of not having enough money or not just needing to fill a gap in the squad. But I do actually think he's going to try and sign people that suit what he wants. And I think he's too stubborn to try and change that very much, which should be a good thing, I think. I'm I'm still firmly in the Alex Neely's good camp. I just haven't got that much to back it up with, which makes it <laughs> difficult. I mean, I tried that with Nathan Jones, but I can't do it again. Um, but yeah, I think I think I think exactly what you just said. He's he's he he knows what he wants. Whether he can actually get it or not is is down to whether like it, he left fairly successful Sunderland to come to us based on something other than vibes. Mm. Presumably, there there will be some there's something in the ether around Stoke other than the sort of pervading smell of shit it, that that will coax some people to come against their better judgment and maybe turn up for more than the first month before petering out and being a bit rubbish like all our centre mids do. But I, I do think I do think he'll he'll be 
signing players who have got that grit and the tenacity and all those proper football things that will be able to cope with the crowd getting on their backs after mm. five sideways passes or an, a, an unlucky turning our shit left back, not just timing the other one, whoever we sign in the first <laughs> 10 minutes. I've, yeah, I'm I'm weirdly optimistic. There's a couple That's of good. really specific things that he said as well that he's mentioned a lot of times we don't have enough variation in attack, which I agree with. He said we don't have people who can take people on 1v1 and then moved Campbell out left specifically to do that, to break down low blocks, mm-hmm. and that was good. Um, uh, it's We've seen good and bad, but I think the good that we saw is the best that we've seen since mm-hmm. since relegation. And I think he everything he said, as much as you shouldn't get drawn in by press conferences because they are pointless, he's identified issues that other managers haven't, I think. He's going as, to lose his first four games as, and get sacked with as, Yeah, exactly. He'll, he'll build a squad, then we'll get Nathan Jones back in and see what he can do with it. As chief resident person who doesn't like Alex Neal, <laughs> um, I think all those comments are fair. And I think he, he does identify... <laughs> no, 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 no. I think, I think your agenda. Does, I think he does. I think he has identified things. I just mm. I just think he, he does tend to just run his mouth a little bit about hmm. things he's done at other places. Uh like I say, I'm I'm terrified of the squad he built at Norwich. And that's <laughs> that's the thing that really frightens the life out of me because it was crap. Uh but we'll see. He's Young. he's got he's got a lot of work to do. It's gonna be a long summer. I don't think we can get too up or do too down about anything before we sign anyone. So Go, go for it, Alex. And yeah. Take, take this club to the promised land of forward momentum, quote. Um. There's, <laughs> 11. There's, there is no point in like trying to like do a shopping list and predict players who are, who are coming because it's just no one knows. No one knows what we're <laughs> I going can, after. Can I make one prediction? Please do. Bonham starts for first game of next season. <laughs> oh yeah, a hundred percent. Front, wait, <laughs> no, but yeah, he'll he'll be there. Yeah, I wonder what the we'll start. Yeah, probably. I wonder what the starting eleven will be. That will be an interesting. interesting if we've got eleven, 11 we're doing all right. Yeah, because <laughs> he's not certain, is it? Can we we can I'm fulfill just... the fixtures. <laughs> I'm just looking. I'm, I'm looking through the, the players. Picture. I'm looking through the transfers in from this this uh, last season. <coughs> like, there's so many players here who clearly have been signed to go into the under twenty ones and that thing. But I just wonder, like, how many of these guys are going to turn up next season or coming forward? Because because that's another thing. We've signed a number of young players in recent years that like um what's it liam mccarran danny collins from leeds who we signed yeah danny collins jesus um we've got like we've we've bought that um what's it came in on a free that edwin anderson um he's still here isn't he Mm -hmm. yeah like it's just players like that who it's like ah 
are they going to be the ones to use be used as squad depth? You just don't know. No. Well, like Obi well, well, Booth and Duhaney were briefly, and then sort of got shuffled out because they really weren't very good. I'd We've be also... surprised if, other than there will be Taylor, will be depth. I would, I would expect, and Tezgal and Low will play some number of minutes between them. Tez, Tez, Tezgal, like he's already used up a year on that contract he signed. Um, <laughs> we, we are, we are going to have to use him or lose him. Um, so yeah. I would be surprised um, if he doesn't get yeah, he has regular, to regular 10-15 minutes at the end of games <laughs> I've just remembered Liam Delat. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yes Sorry, oh. that, that 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 sums up the season quite nicely, actually, doesn't it? Yeah. I've just remembered Liam Delat. <laughs> the that Rock, was it. the City yeah. summer signing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, we that... we made such a fucking fuss about it as well yeah, as a club. We did, like, bless them. God, we. I mean, yeah, that actually sums the season up nicely, really. Well, listen, <laughs> next season will hopefully be better, but we don't know. I think. This summer, obviously, we, we're not here every week. We haven't been doing that for a while. We will come back as and when there is enough news to talk about. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess. Is there any is there any other business that you guys can cram into a few seconds? Because we haven't got long. <laughs> Anything you want to say? Uh, oh, no? I can come up with a question. I forgot oh, about the questions. Mm. Um, a question for the summer. Yeah. Oh god, I actually haven't come up with it one this time. Shit. Um, why? <laughs> All right, Ben Rowley. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. It remains then for me to to thank my esteemed guests, my esteemed colleagues, uh, for joining me on this um, Monday night, Doctor Matt. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much indeed. It's been it's been a lovely time. The season hasn't been good, but it's been lovely being here to discuss how it's not been good. So thank you. Yeah, yeah, George. I hope you're you have a nice few. We I mean we chat all we chat all the time, just not on a podcast, yeah. all of us. But you know, I hope you have a nice time and thank you for joining us. Thank you very much, Chris. It has been very cathartic as usual always is and tony god i hope the third dose of antibiotics fixes the foot i, re- I recommend them i'm having a whale of a time but yes yeah, stay safe <laughs> mm. yes stay safe and you out there thank you very much for listening uh you stay safe as well we'll be back to discuss something as and when it happens but until then that was the season thank god it's over goodbye <laughs> 